At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Dream Team Tapes. A Diversion Podcast's original series. In association with iHeartRadio. This is the story of the United States Olympic basketball team that won gold in Barcelona in 1992, known worldwide as the Dream Team. You know, I would like to play it a little bit longer, maybe a year or two more, but uh, there's just no way possible I was going to be able to do that. So today I'm retiring and uh, I'm still going to be around, but uh, not in the capacity I once was. And now all of a sudden we get in a game and he, he has this scratch. It's an open wound, but, you know, it's a non-bloody wound in a control situation. And, you know, I have to dress it and I have these gloves in my pocket and I look up and all these eyes are on me, all his teammates, and the camera's on me. And I said, I just can't do it. Because it would be sending a mixed message to everyone. Man, did stuff start happening almost from the moment the Dream Team plane touched back in the United States. The first voice you heard was that of Larry Bird. The second voice was that of Gary Vitti, the longtime, much-respected trainer of the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to get to that in a second. But let's go back to Bird. The last game in which he ever played was not against his ancient and forever rivals, the Los Angeles Lakers or the 76ers, or the Knicks. It was against Croatia in the gold medal game of the 92 Olympics. Bird hardly played. He had zero points, zero assists, and two rebounds. His back had given out completely. He flew home on the team's charter plane in a reclined position. And a couple days later, he said goodbye, not to basketball altogether. He became an advisor to team president Dave Gavitt, and later a successful coach and exec with the Indiana Pacers, but he did say goodbye to his immortal playing career. Now, Gary Vitti, as I said, the Lakers trainer. Magic Johnson had come triumphantly home from Barcelona, clutching a gold medal, his HIV apparently in the rearview mirror, but it wasn't. The comment from Carl Malone, which we'll talk about later, followed by this preseason game in Charlotte, and back it came. 
And because of that, Magic Johnson followed his good friend Bird out the door. Hello and welcome to Episode 8, the final episode of the Dream Team Tapes. I'm Jack McCallum. The story has taken lots of twists and turns, but in the immediate aftermath of the Barcelona glory, this one was a pronounced dip. Bird had decided to retire even before he went to Barcelona. But according to him, he hadn't even told his wife. So his retirement press conference was sudden, but not really shocking. It was hard to realize how long Bird had been playing not in top physical shape. His back had started to go out as long ago as 1986, the last time his Celtics had won the title. Remember that although Larry and Magic had come into the league together, Bird was more than three years older than Johnson. We would miss him, but it was time. So at the point when he left, there had been no LeBron, no Kobe, no Tim Duncan, no Shaq. So where would Bird rank? Top five? That would be a stretch. Top 10? Absolutely. Meanwhile, Magic, who had turned 33 during the Olympics, was still, as he saw it, a force. He was raring to go for the 92-93 season, still believing, wrongly I might add, that the Lakers could challenge Jordan's Bulls. And then, and then, there was this preseason game between the Malone and Stockton Jazz and the New York Knicks. Magic wasn't even involved. He wasn't there. Harvey Ayrton, a Hall of Fame writer from the New York Times, wandered over to talk to Carl Malone, and suddenly, the mailman started to talk about Magic and what he perceived as unspoken fears about playing against someone with HIV. This is from Harvey's story. Look at this. Scabs and cuts all over me, said Malone. He pressed a finger to a small pinkish hole on his thigh that was developing into a scab. I get these every night, every game, he said. They can't tell you that you're not at risk, and you can't tell me there's one guy in the NBA who hasn't thought about it. Now, where did that come from? Why did it come up suddenly? Was he really voicing widespread concerns? Years later, it remains a mystery. I couldn't get Malone to talk about it during our long interview for my Dream Team book. But it has been clear throughout that Malone just didn't like the showman side of Irvin Magic Johnson. And during our interview, Carl kept making several references to people he thought were real. Pointedly, Magic was not one of them. Barkley was one of those real guys. And these two guys were another. I've seen people that are entirely different when the camera's on, you know. Some people when the camera's on, and depending on who it is, freaking same. That's why, that's why I thought the world of That's why, and Stott was the same. Chris Mullen probably was one of my favorites. Magic says that he and Malone never talked about it when they got back, never talked about it at all over the course of now going on 27 years. Only Carl knows whether his personal resentment of Magic was the reason he made the comment. Or was he genuinely frightened about HIV, despite the fact that he had spent much of the summer in Magic's company? I just don't know. But it's worth hearing all of what Magic said when I asked him about it in 2011. We did a great job of educating not just the players, but the world. Because the world was not educated as well. So when you think about all the misinformation that was out there, so I had to be the person who could now, okay, let me give you the right information. Let me educate you. And then the Olympics actually gave me the platform to show the world that a guy with HIV could still play, play at a high level, and you wasn't going to get HIV by playing against me. So when Carl, when I come back and he says that, that's kind of set what I 
had did and the Olympics set it back some, so now I got more work to do. <laughs> but the fatal blow to Magic's return were the optics from that night in Charlotte that Gary Vitti was talking about. The pressure got to be too much for him. It was one of those moments that you understand the power of image. Metaphorically speaking, the whole world was watching Gary Vitti treat Magic Johnson's cut without gloves. Magic realized that almost right away, he saw the uproar and uncomfortableness it caused, and he hung it up for the second time. Now, there would be a third in 1995 after an abbreviated return, but for all intents and purposes, Magic went out with the man he came in with, Bird. Now, a word about Gary Vitti, the Lakers trainer, a wonderful man. He is in anyone's Hall of Fame of trainers, but there are others like him in the NBA. You could hear the emotion in Gary's voice during that radio interview. Trainers get extremely close to players, and they carry secrets to the grave, and I've known very few that will betray confidences. I should know. I've tried. What else was going on after Barcelona? Well, let's go to Jordan. He led the Bulls to their third straight championship, and I can still see him celebrating with his father in the Bulls locker room in Phoenix. Five weeks later, James R. Jordan Sr. was found murdered in his car. And a few months after that, on October 6th, 1993... I'm very solid with my decision of not to uh, play the, the game of basketball uh, in the NBA. Reason being, I've heard a lot of different speculations about my reasons for not playing, but I've always stressed to people that have known me and the media that has followed me that... When I lose uh, the sense of motivation and the sense of to prove something as a basketball player, uh, it's time for me to move away from the game of basketball. For whatever reason, Michael always loved to say the game of basketball. He was like those football coaches and commentators who feel compelled to say football all the time. We move the football real well. We're a good football team right now. We just got to become a better football team. Jordan loved to say the game of basketball. The Jordan story has been told endlessly, so I won't tell it again in detail. Michael went on to minor league baseball. Questions dogged him about whether or not his gambling debts or something else was behind his father's murder. They continue today, but I don't believe them. And the league, going into the 93-94 season, found itself without Michael, Magic, Larry. I'm trying to think of something comparable. Hey, let's go see the Beatles. But listen, John, Paul, and George are all out. Ringo will still be there on drums. And the NBA was also without Jack McCallum. Uh, I know, the loss wasn't quite on a par with Jordan, Magic, and Bird. But something felt empty. How could it get any better than covering the league during its renaissance? And that's what I had done. The last of Dr. J, the best of Magic and Bird, the brilliantly tough bad boy Pistons, the creation of All-Star Weekend and the Duncan three-point contests, Really good players who didn't make the dream team, like James Worthy, Dominique Wilkins, Isaiah Thomas. You had the ascendancy of Jordan, and then you had the dream team. So I left after the 92-93 season, did some editing, covered college basketball for a year, general stuff, and didn't return to the NBA until early in the 2000s, just in time to see Jordan's swan song with the Washington Wizards.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now, after this first Dream Team, nobody could figure out if the term Dream Team could be used again. The 1996 U.S. Olympic basketball team was called in some quarters Dream Team 2. But in other quarters... Man, how about this? In 96, it was a fucking nightmare. That was Barkley, who played on the team, as did Pippen, Malone, Robinson, and Stockton. But it was kind of an effing nightmare. It had the same unmerciful on-court beatings of 1992 without the charm and, well, maturity of that first team. Now, in a way, it was inevitable. It was like when you and your partner were young and you rented a cabin in the woods and the weather was perfect and the cabin was quaint and you cooked scrambled eggs in an old cast iron pan, and you made love under a blanket on the couch, and then you went back four years later to replicate it. It rained every day, the cabin roof leaked, the sex blanket was wet and moldy, and by the end of the weekend, you're throwing the eggs at each other. By the way, this absolutely never happened to me. More on Dream Team 2. No, I can't call it that, but more on that in a minute. In the immediate aftermath of the first Dream Team, The biggest winner was probably Barkley. He went to Phoenix, won an MVP award, carried his team to the finals, where, of course, he was disposed of by Jordan. He talked endlessly, as did others like Pippen, David Robinson, and Chris Mullen, about how the experience had made him better, gave him ideas about leadership, the kind showed by Magic and Michael, and commitment, the kind showed by Carl Malone was during that championship series that Barkley told his daughter, Christiana, Honey, no matter how good I am, and I believe I'm the second best player in the league, there's no way I'm better than that some bitch in Chicago. Another player to make out well in the aftermath of the Dream Team was David Robinson. He didn't win a championship right away. That wouldn't come until the strike-delayed season of 99, and again in 2003. 
and it didn't come at all until he got Tim Duncan as a running mate. In fact, one of the whispers about the Admiral was that he never would have won without Tim. But that's another story. But in the wake of the Dream Team, Robinson clearly became a very impactful center. The very ideal of the mobile, athletic, versatile center who was still a center. Not a seven-foot stretch four, but a back-to-the-basket pivot man. And on the evening of April 24th, 1994, one of the most amazing statistical anomalies in the history of the NBA occurred. In a late-season game against the Los Angeles Clippers, San Antonio's David Robinson put up 71 points. At that time, the seventh-highest single-game total in the history of the NBA, the same point total that Elgin Baylor had scored for the Los Angeles Lakers in 1960. Five of the others came from Wilt Chamberlain and the sixth from David Thompson. Parenthetical alert. Twelve years after the Admiral's explosion, the late great Kobe Bryant, as many of you remember, got 81 against the Toronto Raptors. Now, what was going on in that Robinson game? Well, he had been battling Shaquille O'Neal for the scoring title. Boy, those were long ago days, huh? When centers actually scored a lot of points. And this outburst gave David the title. He talks about the guidance he got that night from John Lucas, who was then the Spurs coach. Yes, there was a time before Greg Popovich coached the Spurs. I'm going to make sure you get that scoring title because I want you to shoot every shot. And I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, you know, the last thing I want to do is go out there and try to do something like that. Man, that's classic Robinson. I don't want to take every shot, coach. Remember what Jordan said about him? Basketball wasn't in David's DNA. I wonder what Robinson would have been like had he had the mentality to get 71 every night. Another dream teamer who made out well was Clyde Drexler, who was traded from Portland to Houston halfway through the 94-95 season, and his Rockets won the championship. As Clyde saw it, this finally provided a comeback line to all the crap he took from the dream team and the media about getting torched by Jordan and being on teams that weren't very smart. This is Clyde talking about the comeback he used when the alpha male antagonists, primarily Jordan and Magic, used to get on his ass. And I used to tell him way back then, Jack, let's switch places. Let me play on your team. You play on mine. That would shut him up real quick. I couldn't help laughing when I interviewed Clyde. His answer to almost every question was some version of how much he was disrespected. And as far as shutting up Magic and Bird and Jordan real quick, I doubt it. Those guys never shut up, far less quickly. But Drexler's point was that when he got to Houston, he had a great center in Akeem Olajuwon. And that's what he always needed to be a champion. Another great player. Now, he's correct to an extent, but even then, Drexler couldn't escape Jordan's shadow. Jordan was off playing baseball for the 93-94 season, came back late in 94-95, not enough time to get the Bulls completely right. So the Rockets who won two straight titles, will never be fully appreciated. They were the team that won when the Bulls were without Jordan and without being fully Jordanized. But while on that subject, you have to remember how many fingers and whose fingers were left ringless by Jordan being around. The fingers of Barkley, Malone, Stockton, Ewing, Gary Payton were all directly impacted by Jordan particularly those of Malone and Stockton, who lost to the Bulls in both the 97 and 98 finals. And so back to the 96 Olympics in Atlanta, the one that followed the original Dream Team. 
The U.S. again rolled through. Their closest game was predictably against Lithuania, and they won that by 22 points. But, but almost nobody cared. There just wasn't much buzz. I wasn't covering basketball at that Olympics, but I was free to go anywhere, and I rarely even went to watch basketball. I went to the semifinal against Australia, saw Barkley, and he said, Jack, get me the fuck out of here. But that team was in a tough position. Remember the right stuff? A mortal movie adapted from Tom Wolfe's immortal nonfiction book. When Alan Shepard, the first man into space, returns after his 15-minute suborbital successful mission, he's greeted with national acclaim. JFK, Jackie, the whole bit. Less than three months later, Gus Grissom goes up on a similar mission, and almost nobody cares. And when the capsule's hatch blows open prematurely, and Grissom is blamed, the nation went out of its way to ignore the fact that somebody had squeezed himself into what amounts to a hole in the wall, risk his life by flying into space, and crashing into a cold ocean. In the movie, Grissom's wife is offended, and she should be, by the lack of attention. Where's Jackie this time, she wants to know. Did anyone ever get more screwed than Gus Grissom, by the way? Six years after this Mercury mission, he, along with two other astronauts, dies in a fire during the testing for the Apollo missions. Forgotten hero. So the second dream team and the third, which won the gold in Australia in 2000, just couldn't win, even though they won. There wasn't the glamour, the glitz, the excitement, and most of all, the preternatural novelty of seeing all these guys together. And the 2000 team almost didn't win. It beat Lithuania by only nine points, then beat them again by only two points in the semifinals. Lithuania missed a three-pointer at the buzzer that would have given them the win. And Dream Team 3, by now nobody was calling them that, only won the gold medal game against France by 10 points. That USA team was composed of solid players. Jason Kidd, Ray Allen, Vince Carter, Alonzo Mourning, Gary Payton, Kevin Garnett. But they weren't the Dream Team. That's the burden they carried. They weren't the dream team. And by 2004 in Athens, ha, even with NBA players, they won the bronze medal, coming back, if you could call it that, after an opening 92-73 to 73 loss to Puerto Rico. Let me repeat that. After a 92-73 to 73 loss to Puerto Rico. So the pressure of living up to the first dream team, the only dream team, wasn't the primary reason that U.S. primacy began to evaporate. The world had gotten better. See, there had already been a foundational cast of international players in the NBA by the turn of the century. Olajuwon, Rick Smits, Vladi Divac, Dikembe Mutombo, and earlier my friend Sharunas Marshallonis, and the late great Drazen Petrovic, who died in a car accident the year after the Barcelona Games. But the Dream Team's arrival in Barcelona in 92 that was the key. That was the explosion. It was almost like a door to a different world had been blown open. Why? Well, 15-year-old Manu Ginobili was watching the games from Argentina. 14-year-old Dirk Nowitzki, already heading towards seven feet tall with a sweet jump shot, was watching from Germany. Another growing boy, Pau Gasol, was 12, watching from Spain. And he had a younger brother named Mark who was also watching. Hato Turkoglu was 12. He was watching from Turkey. Two 11-year-olds were watching from different parts of the world. 
Andrei Karolinko was cheering on the unified team from Russia, and Yao Ming was watching from China. A giant eight-year-old named Andrew Bogut was watching from Australia, and Australia was already pretty good. A lightning-fast 10-year-old named Tony Parker was watching from France. And seven years after the Barcelona Games, the Spurs got Ginobili with the 57th pick of the draft, and two years later they got Parker with the final pick of the first round. They helped the Spurs become the team of the first decade of this century. You see, so many of us saw the lopsided results of the Dream Team games and saw only slaughters, mismatches, one team so far ahead of the other that standard metrics of comparison didn't even apply. But the players in these other countries, the real players at least, saw something else. They saw a game that was demystified. Hey, the Dream Team isn't gods. They're not 10 feet tall. They don't have the speed of Mercury. They pass and screen away. They find the open man. They go back door when it's there. They box out. Okay, Barkley never did, but he got the rebound anyway. They play the game the same way we do, only a hundred times better. That's the difference. We can get there. One game, one world. And now, there were 108 international players, 108 on NBA rosters at the beginning of the 2019-20 season. There have been as many as 113, with 42 countries represented. 42. It was once a novelty. Now it's just standard operating procedure. And they're not marginal players. They include some of the best players in the game. The Greek freak in Milwaukee, Giannis Andeskopo. That's how he says to pronounce it. Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis in Dallas. Nikola Jokic in Denver. Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. Pascal Siakam in Toronto. Taco Fall in Boston. And DeMontis Sabonis in Indiana. He is, by the way, the son of the great Arvidas Sabonis, who played for Lithuania in the 1992 Olympics. A great Simona story, by the way. He was not present for the podium ceremony. The reason was widely believed to be too much vodka. That was Sabonis. So, the great irony of the Dream Team was that it started out as a celebration of American basketball and ended up as the launch pad for basketball around the world. And remember who was telling us that over 30 years ago? The inspector of meat, good old Boris Stankovic. The only way we grow the game is if everybody plays against each other. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. That was my pleasure to take you on this journey, and that's what it felt like. Remember that Mad Men episode when Don Draper creates a campaign for the slide projector? And he talks about being a time machine that makes you ache with nostalgia and etc. etc. Well, this wasn't that. I don't feel nostalgic about the Dream Team. I don't want to go back there. But what the podcast has given me the opportunity to do, though, is remember from time to time how lucky it was to be on the journey. There was a place in the Dream Team book when I conjured up the idea of concentrated greatness being in one place at one time. There's a legendary photo taken in 1958 by Art Kane of a group of jazz musicians in Harlem. The names are staggering. Count Basie, Art Blakey, Dizzy Gillespie, Coleman Hawkins, Gene Krupa, Charlie Mingus, Thelonious Monk, Jerry Mulligan, Sonny Rollins. Where the hell Miles Davis is, I don't know, but he was around at that time too. I also brought up a photo that was in Ronald W. Clark's biography, Einstein, The Life and Times. There at one time was a physics symposium attended by most of the great minds of the time. Einstein, Madame Marie Curie, Andrik Lorenz, Max Planck, and the famous French mathematician Henri Poincaré, whom Einstein considered his lone intellectual equal. I used to stare at it, fascinated that all those visionary thinkers were gathered together at one time. A fortuitous accident of history. No, basketball ain't jazz. Well, to a certain extent it is, but it certainly ain't physics. But it was still all that concentration of greatness. A delicious accident of timing. That was a dream team. I'll leave you with two sound bites. The first is from John Stockton. I can't think of anyone less likely to talk about basketball heaven and poetry than Stock. Well, first is basketball heaven. I mean, all the way up to breaking the way, it was absolutely basketball heaven. Immediately upon the, the body language of him cutting to a spot, the other guys were making uh, reciprocal moves or, or coordinating moves, and it was, it was just poetry. He was a no-nonsense, straight-ahead thinker who never got dewy-eyed about anything, anything I saw at least. But this is what playing on this team meant to him. These guys, you see, formed their basketball character before the age of height. They were hoop children of the 60s and 70s, not the 90s and the aughts, when you could make a king's ransom for being mediocre, largely because of what the Dream Team created. Sure, riches, endorsements, fame, glory followed the Dream Team. But that is not what was in their DNA. I'm not saying they were the last generation to come up that way, though Barkley says it. And they weren't the last players to play for the love of the game. But basketball, basketball only, playing the game the right way, that was what made them. The final bite is from Bird, 
And you heard it much earlier in the podcast, but it's worth repeating. Larry Bird, Grandpa Larry, the oldest player on the Dream Team, whose hoop chops were formed in a kind of darkness on the edge of town atmosphere as a lower class kid from a burg that quite literally sounds like it conjures up hard times. French Lick. Bird's last regular season game was at Richfield Coliseum in suburban Cleveland. Bird describes why he loved to play there. The second game I played in the NBA, we played in Richfield. We pulled up there, and I couldn't believe it. You see us sitting there. Like, oh, my God, that's what I always dreamed of. A freaking huge basketball building in a cornfield. Bird would have been happy playing anywhere. It just turned out that his final game was in Barcelona, Spain, on the biggest stage in the world, on the best team ever put together. This has been great for me, and I hope you've enjoyed it, too. Dream Team, the book, is still available. I'm Jack McCallum, and thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the Dream Team tapes, please follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. The Dream Team tapes is written and hosted by Jack McCallum. Executive producers, Mark Francis and Scott Waxman. Executive producer for iHeartMedia is Sean Tatone. The Dream Team Tapes is a Diversion Podcast's original series in association with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.